0: Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older, but we know if we want to continue celebrating our lives, we have to be sure to take good care of our bodies and there is some important news from AARP for doing just that. Once again, I'm thrilled to introduce one of my all-time favorite guests, Dr. Charlotte Yeh. Dr. Yeh is the Chief Medical Officer for AARP Services and has graciously offered to share her medical expertise with us one more time. Today, she's going to be giving us her thoughts on an article in the April-May issue of AARP the Magazine. It's called Healthy Living Guide 2019, and the piece is packed with important and actually some surprising tips for keeping us fit and feisty. Welcome, Doctor Ye. You know I always love getting to talk with you.
1: Thank you so much for having me on the on the on the call, Eileen. It's been terrific to work with you well. Speaking
0: of terrific, (laughs) this piece was really terrific. I thought it was especially helpful because it covered the regular, most of the major health concerns we have as we grow older. And there was general information, some of it I knew, but some of it was kind of surprising. (laughs) So I, since we don't have all that much time, let's get right on it. And of course, the biggest or one of the biggest for us is uh, heart health. And you are the expert in In a lot of areas but so what do you think about how we can take care of our heart and and our cardiovascular system as we age
1: well that is terrific first of all it is never too late so even if you're in the 50s I love the fact that most people over 50 three out of four um, say their health is good to excellence so this is about keeping you in that good to excellence so you can live well into your 80s and 90s and beyond so um I know there's people say, "Gee, there's so much heart disease in my family. Is that going to happen to me too?" And the answer is not necessarily because you have control over how you live, your lifestyle, your activity, um, what you eat, um, managing your salt and cholesterol um, it's it's in your hands. You can actually make a difference yourself, no matter when you get started.
0: well that I mean so that is of- an empowering message for sure.
1: So some examples are, yes, it's true. You have to you know watch the meat that you eat, and preferably not too much red meat because that does stimulate uh, certain kinds of chemicals in your body that can um, raise your risk of heart disease. Um, I know we get questions sometimes, maybe I'm watching too much cable TV, it's getting me so stressed. And the answer is, if watching TV calms you down, that's good. It is the stress that you want to manage because that keeps your inflammatory response down and helps protect your heart and protect the um, vessels that come from your heart to feed blood to the rest of your body.
0: Well, and I love the part you you brought up about cable TV because, boy, one can really get stressed watching that. That is for sure. Now, one of the things in the piece that actually kind of surprised me a little because I thought, and this is probably maybe outdated now, but I've been taking a low-dose aspirin uh, on a daily basis for years and years. And one of the points they brought out is it may
1: or may not help everyone. Right, it's really interesting that the newer studies now looking at low-dose aspirin, if you're low risk for heart disease, and you can certainly talk to your doctor about your risk level, but if you're low risk, it's not clear that low-dose aspirin makes a difference one way or the other. Clearly, if you're at um, high risk of a heart disease, the aspirin can be helpful. And more importantly, if you have diabetes and are at moderate or high risk of heart disease, then yes, the low-dose aspirin is very helpful. Well, and,
0: and as I said, I mean, the piece, you know, covered, of course, you know, eating right and those kinds of things. And then I had to laugh again at the cable TV mention because I, I kind of get a little stressed every once in a while myself, and I don't think I'm alone. So, I mean, they they there's a little bit of, in, in addition to the solid information, there's a touch of humor in this as well. So, uh, But, again, I could chat That's with you forever. Things. I want to be mindful the of the time. So I'm going to move on. Okay. Cardiovascular health of course is a worry but so is neurological health Uh, and I gotta confess I've noticed myself losing words they come but they don't come you know when I want them to always Uh, and I actually have a friend who is suffering from real dementia so this is a big this is a big fear for a lot of us what are some ways we can stay mentally sharp
1: So this is really important because people think there's nothing I can do um, about my brain and my brain health, and that's totally wrong. You absolutely can. And the things that are good for your body are the same things that are good for your brain, like exercise. It doesn't take a lot of exercise. You know, a 30-minute walk, you know, five times a day, Um, you know, turn off your cable TV and go for a walk outside, Um, reduce your stress, Um, are all good for your brain health, as well as good for your body health. Um, Getting enough sleep and managing your stress, that's another really, really important place because your brain needs to recuperate and recover. Um, So that is uh, some, you know, another tip on how you can preserve your brain health. Um, And it's also your nutrition. You know, things um, with omega-3s have been shown to have some benefit for your health, certain kinds of fish. Um, that are high in omega-3, vegetables, fruits, vegetables, the same thing good for your body is good for your brain. And, you know, I wouldn't worry if you forget a word here and there and you remember it later. You can't remember the place, et cetera. Um, It's only when it happens repeatedly and you can never remember that name or place then you might want to get checked. And, by the way, you know, for those who are on Medicare, Medicare does include a cognitive or brain checkup as part of your wellness visit to Medicare
0: oh wow okay so again if i if I start forgetting more words than I have been lately, I might want to have something like that done but i one of the things I wanted yeah, to bring out that the article that you... <laughs> I think this is this made me feel so much better is that if they said it you don't you know about getting tested for the Alzheimer's gene, I thought the advice was really practical,
1: like don't scare yourself to death right I mean. The answer is yes. If you have the Alzheimer's regime, it might mean more risk. But you know, once again, it's how you live. Um, It's if you're eating healthy, if you're exercising, you're staying social. It's really, really important to have friends around um, to help keep you stimulated. And if you're learning new things, learn a new dance. That's part of your physical exercise. You know, a a cooking class where you're standing up, you know, and moving around. These are uh, things as you learn more, uh, you exercise, you eat well, you stay social and manage your stress and sleep. Um, Those are all good things for keeping your brain healthy. And by the way, it is true, your brain does, you know, age, and you can't process information as fast as when you're 16. But it turns out you do have better problem solving, better pattern recognition, better vocabulary in short. (sighs) You get better executive function and you get wiser as you get older. So, this is how you can keep that wisdom that your mom always said you would get someday. Dr. yeah, Okay, I'm still
0: waiting on some of it, but that made me feel a lot better. I may forget the words, but I am wise while I'm doing it. That's great. Well, and now, of course, we've you know we got a lot to cover, so I, I need to move on to a biggie that is, you know, the, the word itself is frightening to so many of us, and that is cancer. Uh, I assume that eating right and exercise are part of that, too, but do, is there any other information that you want to share about keeping our bodies hopefully free of this disease
1: Yeah. so once again um, you can help minimize your risk for cancer we can't ever promise that you won't get cancer but you can minimize it for example the most common cancer believe it or not is actually skin cancer so if you protect and use you know um, sunscreen and protect yourself even if it's gray outside there is still the UV light um, that can help reduce your risk of the most common cancer that we get Um, Don't forget about preventive care, you know, colonoscopies. I know everyone hates that, but you know what? If we can discover the polyps before they become cancer, you can stay cancer-free just through those regular checkups. And if you're a little afraid, you know, there are uh, of a colonoscopy for starters. There is actually a test now that... You can give a little stool sample and they can test the immunochemistry uh, right from that as well, uh, which you can do as an alternative if the colonoscopy is too scary for you, for starters. But if they find something, you're still gonna need um, that colonoscopy. Um, If you've got um, um, uh, other conditions that you should be checking for, like um, hepatitis C is is a very, very common virus, especially in the baby boomer population. So you might want to be tested for that because there are now drugs that can actually cure you of hepatitis C, which is a risk factor for cancer. Um, And, um, you know, we're all, uh, even with aging, uh, continue to be sexually active. So, um, you know, always use protection so you can reduce your risk of HPV virus infection, which is also known to be associated with um, higher rates of cancer, like head and neck cancer or cervical cancer. So the point is, You know, things that um, are good for your body and good for your health are the same things that can help reduce your risk for cancer. Oh, Dr. Yeah. well, that is,
0: again, you know, as I say, each thing that you mentioned, I mean, we do have uh, power to take control of our health. Things happen, you know, we're aging, but we really do have uh, a lot of uh, personal Responsibility and, and personal power. And I just want to say on the note of cancer, one of the things in the article that gave me a little pause was about the skin cancer. I'm blonde, and, I, of course, I baked for years, and I've had a few skin cancers. And they do say that that can increase your risk for other types of cancer. But I figure if I keep eating my veggies, I'm going to be just fine.
1: That's right. And do your preventive screenings, the mammograms, the pap smears, um, the colonoscopies. You know, this is something that you can keep things small if you find it early enough.
0: Well, again, that's, that's, that's really helpful and empowering information, I've got to say. But this one, uh, the next point we're going to make <laughs> I think at least most of us women have, you know, either fought against, uh, <laughs> given up on, or whatever, but the middle age spread. There's no two ways about it. I know we lose our waistlines with menopause, a lot of us. Uh, but what can we do to kind of help g- keep those extra pounds at bay?
1: So, yeah, this is really this is something nice to know that as you get older, you actually um, tend to get better at um, practicing or managing your weight. Um, and the important thing is it's not about your willpower. It's about your brain power. So if you think about it, don't keep the junk food in the house where it's readily accessible. Um, and, and, you know, and as we get older, we forget to take time to enjoy every bite of every food, so if you take your time, eat more slowly, savor the flavors, you, that can allow you to feel full and comfortable without having to add more. Um, and then um, simple little things like um, cooking at home, so you're not adding, eating all this processed food that has a lot of high sugar and high salt. Um, besides, it's fun to do cooking, and it's social uh, as well. Yeah. Um, So, again, it's something, use your brain to make it easy for you to not kind of um, uh, fall prey to to your indulgence. Well, and what you had just mentioned and the article brought out
0: as well, and I'm actually happily finding in my own life, <laughs> is that we do tend to, you know, kind of manage these say binge urges or we can kind of stick to a healthy diet or a little better as we grow older because maybe, you know, we're not out every Friday night, you know, socializing like we may have been when we were younger or whatever reason, but I, that that is a good point. And another thing I thought was interesting in the article, I, they didn't, I don't think Mentioned this word, but I, I'm going to show off to you, Dr. Yay. Sarcopenia. I know what that is. And that we do tend to lose muscle mass as we age. So, one of the tips was just to make sure we're eating additional protein.
1: Right, absolutely. So, um, part of the trick is making sure you have more protein because you lose that as you age, but also exercising and staying active. Um, and again, you don't have to do this. Um, All at once and do this overnight, you can gradually cut down your sugar, reduce the salt in your diet, um, reduce the portions so that um, you get into that habit, and then pretty soon it's easy to maintain that weight. Um, And then you increase your activity, it's going to be good for your brain, it's going to be good for your heart, I mean, what else could you ask for? Absolutely, Dr. Ye. And then they do talk
0: about, of course, the importance of, of lifting some type of weights, even if it's not, you know, free weights or whatever, doing lunges or things like that to keep your muscle mass in shape. And it's just, I mean, it's just such an all around really practical good Easy to do steps, relatively easy to do steps. And uh, again, AARP has nailed it, and so have you, Dr. Yeh. So, do you have any final words you'd like to leave with our audience before we have to go?
1: Well, I agree with you. This article is really terrific. It's actually one of my favorite articles. So if you don't remember anything we said and there's additional tips, I would say go to AARP, the magazine. It's in the current issue, the April-May issue um, of the AARP magazine, and you can also read it online at aarp.org backslash magazine. Well, Dr. Ye, once
0: again, you have nailed it. (laughs) What a pleasure to get to speak with you, and thanks for sharing your thoughts and all this helpful information with us.
1: Yeah, well, it was terrific, so uh, thanks again.
0: Well, and as we know, those of us over 50, AARP is an important resource in many ways, but I think providing some of this really critical and necessary health care information. I've, I've used the word "empowering," I think, 15 times, but I'm old. I repeat myself. <laughs> but it is. It's empowering and important to know what, what we really can do to take care of our bodies. And for all you listeners out there, I believe it's time we boomers take pride in all of our accomplishments, our glorious maturity. And don't forget to celebrate and, as I just said, take care of those precious bodies by keeping them as healthy as we can, just like Dr. Ye suggests we do. And while you're at it, don't forget to go out there and show the world just how feisty a woman over 50 can be. This is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio saying I'll catch you next time. Bye bye.
1: Dr. Ye? Yes. Hi. Is that okay?
0: Oh, that was great.